Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode of the College Investor Audio Show. Today, we're going to be talking about the best order of operations for saving for retirement. Let's get started. I am a big fan, first of all, of methods and orders of operations for doing things. <laughs> just makes things so much easier. And I think it's essential to have a set plan for executing tasks, especially long-term tasks, like saving for retirement. But what's the best way to go about funding retirement, and what is the proper order to save? Remember back in elementary school, the order of operations for math? Please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. Man, I always found that so useful. Parentheses, exponents, multiplication, division, addition, and subtraction. Then, I saw this on Facebook recently. It's an equation. 6 minus 1 times 0 plus 2 divided by 2 equals... How many people do you think could answer this correctly? Really only about 50-50, which was kind of sad. It should be 7 for reference because you multiply and divide first, and then it becomes 6 minus 0 plus 7 equals 7. It's rules and order that make things easy to remember, just like please excuse my dear Aunt Sally from elementary school. So, what is the best order of operations for saving for retirement? Let me break it down for you and show you the exact strategy I'm using as well. There's this amazing graph at thecollegeinvestor.com that you can even share on your Facebook page and all your social media, which we'd love for you to do, thecollegeinvestor.com, and you can see it, but here are the five steps. First of all, save in your 401k up to the match. The first step in saving for retirement is to take advantage of your 401k or 403b up to your employer match. Man, these are great plans that are every eligible person needs to participate in. And when your employer matches your contributions, <laughs> it's free money. Funding your retirement in a 401k is a great way to save because it gives you a tax savings when you contribute. Your investments grow tax-deferred, and in many places, your company matches your contribution up to a certain percentage. If your company matches your contribution and you don't contribute, you're leaving free money on the table. That's just nuts. It's essentially giving up a percentage of your pay. Plus, saving for retirement in a 401k is so easy. All you have to do is sign up. All right, now let's move on to step number two. Save the max in your IRA. So if you've already invested in your 401k to get your company match, it's time to start looking for what comes next for funding retirement savings. The next step in the order of operations for funding retirement is your IRA. There are a lot of resources out there to help you decide if a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA is better. But regardless of which you choose, investing in an IRA is a great way to save for retirement after you've maxed your 401k. There are a lot of IRA misconceptions, but you should know the following. You can invest up to $5,500 per year, and if you're older, you can get a catch-up contribution. All of the money in your IRA grows tax-free. Depending on the type of IRA, you may not even have to pay taxes on your withdrawals. That's a Roth IRA for you. All of these features make investing in an IRA step two in the order of operations for funding retirement. Step three. Continue to max your 401k contributions. If you've already maxed out your IRA contributions, 
it's time to look at maxing out your 401k contributions. Remember, to check out our guide, there's a link you can find at thecollegeinvestor.com. In 2016, you can contribute $18,000 into your 401k pre-tax, and you can have a total contribution to your 401k employee plus employer contributions of $53,000. If your employer allows after-tax non-Roth contributions and you can afford it, you might consider maxing this out that you can potentially take advantage of the mega backdoor Roth IRA. Moving on to step number four, max your HSA. If you are in a high deductible health plan and you're eligible for a health savings account, HSA, you'd better be taking advantage of it to the max. I consider the HSA to be the secret IRA nobody is talking about because it offers triple tax benefits and it just is simply an awesome way to save. Plus, many employers offer matching contributions into an HSA. Many times, the health insurance attached to the HSA is cheaper than other options offered. The only reason that the HSA is number four on the list is because many people simply don't qualify for it. However, if you do qualify for it, I'd move to number two, right behind taking advantage of your employer's match. Step five, side hustle and do a SEP IRA. If you're a side hustler, or have any type of freelance income, you should consider doing a SEP IRA. This is another way to save pre-tax money in a retirement account and lower your total tax bill from your side hustling income activities. With a SEP IRA, you can contribute 25% of your earnings or $53,000, whichever is lower. Step six, save in a standard brokerage account. After you've invested in both your IRA and 401k, you may not know what to do next. The best thing you can do after maxing out all the traditional retirement accounts is to just invest in a standard brokerage. This type of account has no special tax breaks for saving for retirement, but it comes in as step five in our order of operations for funding retirement because it is important to invest versus just saving. The key is to protect against inflation from eating your returns as you fund your retirement. If you just save the remainder in a savings account, you don't grow your money or keep up with inflation. While saving is important, it is more important to grow your money over the long run by investing. Step number seven, be smart about Social Security. Step seven in the order of operations for saving for retirement is Social Security. As I've mentioned before, Social Security isn't going anywhere, even for young workers. However, one thing that young workers should plan for is that the benefits will be less and the retirement age will be much higher. I wouldn't be surprised if today's college graduates have a Social Security retirement age of 70 or even 75 before they can even take the benefits. The reason is that people are just living longer. As such, you have to be smart about your Social Security benefits even at a young age. The reason is that there are many factors that may or may not allow you to get benefits. For example, if you work for a state or local government, your organization may choose to opt out of Social Security in lieu of their own retirement program. This could be beneficial to you, as the program may be better, or it could be worse. The bottom line is that you need to be smart about it and know what benefits you'll be eligible for. So to wrap this whole thing up, if you follow this plan to maximize your pre-tax retirement savings, you'll be following the best order for funding retirement. If you don't have an option available to you, for example, your employer doesn't offer a 401k, then 
just skip to the next step in the order of operations. Thanks so much for listening again to the audio show. Please subscribe so you can continue to get these and just continue to get smarter about money. If you want to find out more information about this, oh my goodness, this is packed full of stuff. It's, it's amazing all you can find out. Check out thecollegeinvestor.com and click on over to the blog post. So many resources to find out what is the best options for you. And you can find out what you qualify for. It's all at thecollegeinvestor.com. Have a good one. We'll talk to you next time.